Thank you for coming here on this beautiful Arizona evening. <laughs> My friends, we have, we have come to the end of a long journey. The American people have spoken, and they have spoken clearly. A little while ago, I had the honor of calling Senator Barack Obama to congratulate him. Please. To congratulate him on being elected the next president of the country that we both love. In a contest as long and difficult as this campaign has been, his success alone commands my respect for his ability and perseverance. But that he managed to do so by inspiring the hopes of so many millions of Americans who had once wrongly believed that they had little at stake or little influence in the election of an American president is something I deeply admire and commend him for achieving. This is an historic election, and I recognize the special significance it has for African Americans and for the special pride that must be theirs tonight. I've always believed that America offers opportunities to all who have the industry and will to seize it. Senator Obama believes that, too. But we both recognize that though we have come a long way from the old injustices that once stained our nation's reputation and denied some Americans the full blessings of American citizenship, the memory of them still had the power to wound. A century ago, President Theodore Roosevelt's invitation of Booker T. Washington to, to dine at the White House was taken as an outrage in many quarters. America today is a world away from the cruel and prideful bigotry of that time. There is no better evidence of this than the election of an Amer African American to the presidency of the United States. Let there be no reason now. Let there be no reason now for any American to fail to cherish their citizenship in this, the greatest nation on earth. <laughs> Senator Obama has achieved a great thing for himself and for his country. I applaud him for it and offer in my sincere sympathy that his beloved grandmother did not live to see this day. Though our faith assures us she is at rest in the presence of her Creator, and so very proud of the good man she helped raise. Senator Obama and I have had and argued our differences, and he has prevailed. No doubt many of those differences remain. These are difficult times for our country. And I pledge to him tonight to do all in my power to help him lead us through the many challenges we face. I urge all Americans, I urge all Americans who supported me to join me in not just congratulating him, but offering our next president our goodwill and earnest effort to find ways to come together to find the necessary compromises to bridge our differences and help restore our prosperity, defend our security in a dangerous world, and leave our children and grandchildren a stronger, better country than we inherited. 
Whatever our differences, we are fellow Americans. And please believe me when I say no association has ever meant more to me than that. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Hello! And welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am only Jeff because you are... Jake. Dude, that's how annoying radio show hosts are. <laughs> <laughs> you ever listen to the radio? Oh, dude, it's it's so it's so over the top. Dude. Especially New... Like, I listen to a lot of New York-based media because of the Jets. Yeah, yeah. New York-based media is something else, Same, same style, yeah. just annoying mm-hmm. hype. I mean... It's too early to get that hyped when I'm listening to the radio. Sometimes when I get in my car, my Bluetooth doesn't connect right away, so then it's radio and it's it's that stuff. Like even like uh oh, dude, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some crap for this, but John Jay and Rich, like they're they're better. It's a lot of new stuff that has like those that, That's the Z one hundred guys, right? Yeah. I think, right? I don't mm-hmm. They're they're they do some funny bits. Yeah, they War got funny the, bits. War of the Roses is pretty funny. There you go. Yeah. Or uh, Second Date Update. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Those are good ones. But those aren't like the hype, like caricature voices. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People do voices. Oh, they absolutely do. Like from radio voice to person voice. Mm-hmm. Is that like a disguise, you think? Uh, no, I think it's a way to market yourself and differentiate yourself in a very mm-hmm. saturated market. Right now, especially radio right now yeah. with the advent podcast of podcast. Too. Yeah. You, it's oversaturated. Mm. Like you, you, it is so hard to, it's, I don't think it's as hard as I think streaming, like video game streaming is probably the closest thing I can associate it with mm-hmm. is that because now the prolifer- proliferation of online, yeah. like, uh, streaming, yeah. I mean, you can sign up for anchor for free and yeah. start streaming a podcast. You just have to buy minimum, minimum right. equipment. You could use your phone. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, and everybody has a podcast right now. Even radio hosts have Podcasts. Side podcast, yes, yeah. so I think you have to differentiate yourself. So mm. I think that those really over the top, uh, those 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 bits, those caricatures, yeah. are are strategic decisions to try to differentiate yourself. And a lot of I I don't under as someone who's like a rational thinking person, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're the same way because you're also a rational thinking person. Am I? The <laughs> those kind of bits wear on me. I I can't listen to it. No, but yet, who are the biggest voices, especially in sports media? Oh, like uh, 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 Stephen A. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I uh, fucking used to be uh, with Stephen A. Um, Colin Coward. Oh, Colin Coward's one of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but then Max Skip. Kellerman, Skip Bayless. Yeah. Thank you. I yeah. was just going down my list of yep. annoying assholes. <laughs> But like those are the f- like ESPN will never drop Stephen A. Smith. That guy is yeah. a cash cow. Yeah, for sure. Fox Sports paid Skip yeah. an enormous amount of money to come over. Yeah. But yet they will, they are fine letting actual, actual like I feel like actually the deep thinking uh, radio personalities yeah. walk. Yeah. In favor of keeping these guys, which I mean, is insane, which speaks volumes to the average listener. That is a direct parallel <laughs> to politics, dude. Yeah. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. Also, I was imagining during this whole intro, if this was someone's first episode. 
that's what they put on And moving on to the next. Okay, one never of mind. Million podcasts. Or they're texting somebody else. Like, did you did you really refer me to this show? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this also on the way. I think in the last year, little over a year, this is the least I've seen or talked to you on a regular basis. This last week? No, just like since the baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're not at work, and I was seeing you every same day at work. Oh, yeah. And if I'm not at work, we're chatting. Sometimes at work, I'm asking you questions, and we're having lunch together, and I was just like heating my lunch up by myself. Just like, well, I guess this is my life now. Dude, I'm back in a week and a half. <laughs> I know. I was. I looked at the calendar. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got a little tally. It looks like a like an old prison cell. Yeah, how many days left? <laughs> That's so That's funny. what my cubicle looks like, dude. I can imagine. Yeah. You're just writing it in blood. I mean, look, I, as you said, I get along with people at work, and mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of people at work. Yeah. You have a lot better work relationship relationships than I yeah. do. Yeah. But it's still like, luckily I found my my um, my uh, trash talking outlet while you're gone. I mm. have one, um, but that person has kind of always been one. Uh, it's just like not really diving full in. Now that you're gone, it's like, all right, I need someone to release this. I thought that person moved to Georgia. No, no, no. That's not the person. Oh, wow. It's the person who sits next in front of that person. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's new. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. Me and her have been... She just, just has the same animosity towards the same people that I do. Uh, so it's just... That it works. just works real it well. Works. That's awesome. Um, but anyways, anytime you're ready to come back, dude, feel free. I'll be back in a week <laughs> and a half, unfortunately. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I hate work. Yeah. If I never had to work again a day in my life, I would miss it. My yeah. wife, Kylie, opposite. She's biting at... Like, chomping she's chomping on the bit to go back to work. She loves really? working. My wife loves to work. I admire that about her because I don't give a shit. Like for me, I don't want to work. Mm. If I could find a way to not work, yeah, I would be totally fine being a stay-at-home I mean, dad. Yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't care about work. Yeah. Uh, not that I don't do a good job when I'm at work. No. I care about work when I'm at work. But yeah. if I could find a way to not work, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Like I always. I always don't understand those people that be like, "Oh, dude, if I won the lottery, I'd still work." Fuck that. If I won the lottery, deuces. I kind of would. I feel like I would. You would still work? Yeah. No fucking way. Dude, at any point you could just say later, bitch, and just walk out. I mean, but then you're kind of you're kind of leaving those you're kind of then leaving those those relationships in that job. What if you like that job? Like you're kind of leaving it. Oh, out I don't to dry. care about that. Hmm. I don't care about that. See, at I, all. I would. I see. For me, because I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I would. I would end That's up working. Point. I would work and end up working in a shitty job for fucking ever <gasps> when I didn't have to because Did I you? would be too scared. I would be too scared to like leave. And oh, upset you definitely people. would. There yeah. was a woman who just retired from McDonald's after 30 years, lived here in Vancouver, and worked in a McDonald's here in Vancouver. How did you afford? I don't know how she afforded. How she could afford to live for thirty years? Was she I mean, in maybe she she won the lottery was she in and that upper, was her fuck you job. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I had imagined you would have to have some sort of other income in order to be able to afford to live in this area yeah. on a McDonald's salary. Yeah, I mean, or you're in some sort of like uh, regional or franchise like head I management. Don't think so. If you were just li- if you're just bur- fry cook I'm at sure McDonald's fry- after thirty years, maybe though. I I just worked this fry this one this one fry 
fryer. This was my fryer for 30 years. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, you would do I mean, that. you know, great for that lady. I bet that lady was the best fry maker yeah. on the planet. Had I known that, if I pulled up to a McDonald's and it said, we have a, th- a tenured 30-year employee, I'd been like, I want, when is her, what is her schedule? Yeah. That's when I'm coming. You know that lady cares <laughs> yeah. about her McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know those people who are like really invested in bad jobs. Yes. Like you see the managers and retail stores who oh. are like really care about merchandising. My niece at Jamba, she mm. was telling me that her manager's a hundred percent that person. Yeah. 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 I don't understand that mentality. Me neither. Like really giving like. Mm. I get giving a shit. You mm-hmm. want to do a good sure. job, but there gets to a point when you are per- you are taking a personal interest mm-hmm. in a corporation's interest. Yeah, and I do not understand that. Yeah. I will never love a job that much. Is there a difference between like a corporation or? I think if you gave a shit about it. If I worked for the state, I feel like the only yeah. job I could care about is if I was working for either a nonprofit okay. that was that had a like an actual mission sure. that accomplished a goal that I wanted to see fulfilled in the yeah. world, or I work for the State Department because one, I love my country, and two, I love what the State Department does. Yeah, like then I would care about the like bigger thing. Pusher paper, p- paper pusher for the State Department. You'd I would do. It? I would do the. I would be the best fucking paper pusher <laughs> that ever paper pushed. That's amazing. I don't. Yeah, I think that the I would have to really care about it. But if I could just like, like even like playing music, right? If I could just do that forever mm-hmm. and not work, yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be the same thing with me with photography. If I could yeah. ever find a way to actually monetize it and never have to work again, yes, and I could just focus on doing my own thing, yes, be fantastic. Subtle flex, subtle transition into. You took photos of me. Oh, I didn't intentionally do I that. I know you didn't, but you took nudes. I did. They were very <laughs> tasteful. I used leaves to cover. Yeah, we had to run parts. when the cops came. Yeah. Uh, no, you, you could, took. We did it in a public spot. Which you took pictures of my family, mm-hmm. uh, and they turned out very wonderful. Thank you. I, I put a lot. I wanted to. I wanted to do a very good job because you guys are important to me, and I wanted mm. to capture you guys in a in a I, good light. I kept thinking, no like, intended. what? What are you? What is your thoughts while you're going through these photos? Because there, you sent. 22 but you definitely took more than 22 so uh not that i care a lot of them are blurry i don't care i don't care Mm. i want to know like as you're going through and editing and looking at these photos like there's got there's a personal connection there right Mm -hmm. so that's different than taking a picture of a wedding or not that you have a wedding or people that you don't care about i think that how do you think that eventually will work for you because you're like you're looking at me and you're like that's my buddy jeff mm-hmm. oh and that's his daughter and son and his wife who i also enjoy and i like them and they're we're in each other's lives mm-hmm. this is there's a personal connection here i want this to be awesome mm-hmm. but then when you don't care about these people and they're just stuffing dollar bills in your pocket uh you see oh um, i mean i guess the answer is explained in the whole first five minutes of this podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> you do your best I, I I would um because and I don't know how much it would really change between doing this it is a for job interview, a by the buddy way. doing it for a buddy yeah. or doing it for someone who I don't really know yeah. or is just a cl- paying client who sure. I'm probably not going to interact with out, out after this thing. Mm-hmm. I viewed I sent the photos that I was most proud of okay. because 
at the same time as I want to do a good job for you, Mm -hmm. I want to do a good job for me, Mm -hmm. not because I have potential future interests in trying to be a professional photographer, but because for me, photography is art. Mm. And art is still a, is such a reflection on because i was a mess i was sending because i sent i did two families the same day i did mm-hmm. you and then my buddy jesse and yeah. his family and i i was like a complete wreck thinking like these are trash nobody's gonna like these and just while you're and, looking back at them yeah i didn't think they were trash but i was just like they, they're <laughs> but you doubt you, you always yeah. are gonna doubt yourself thinking oh these aren't really professional Absolutely. quality like i mean yeah they're not bad right i didn't send you really unflattering photos mm-hmm. but i was like oh my gosh like i'm not i'm just not a good photographer like this is this is really this is not up to what i thought my standards were and i started self-doubting myself and kylie's like gosh you guys need she's like photographers need such constant validation because our wedding photographer i got to talking to her a lot yeah and she is a lot of the same way she's like she constantly wants feedback yes people from her clients people telling her what can i do better what can i what what are the mm. things you would like to change and i think because it's there i am so emotionally tied to my camera and the and the what i put out right as an artist whether it's my closest you're 100 speaking my language or right now. it's somebody i don't even know yeah I like I can't put out bad images. Yeah, I would be a wreck. Sure. So that's my. But answer. isn't art? Isn't beauty in the eye of the beholder? Sure, but there's a difference between a a bad uh, frame. Okay. On a photo. Okay. Like, um, I get a lot of them were like, I, I mean. I was choosing photos because the one I'm trying to get everybody looking, everybody in a photo looking the best they can. Sure. As someone who struggles a lot with uh, one image, like one bad image of myself can ruin my whole day. So <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I go into that thinking, what are the photos I can, that I'm going to be sending to these people? Yeah. Like what, what are the photos that I can like, that are going to make them look at that and be, interested in the photo because of they're all they like how they look in them dude you crush that by the way that's kind of where this question came from because as someone as a big boy i very self-conscious especially having my photo taken and not one image was i like that bums me out oh good that yeah that makes me feel really yeah that's what kind of why i asked what what it means when you're looking at that image but uh, one thing i wanted to say to what you're talking about is it's i can't imagine being a solo artist or like a photographer right so playing music in the group with the group of guys that i'm currently like writing and making music with i'm listening to a song and i'm like i think that i think i have a feeling about this and it's going to be very controversial and i told the singer that and he was like tell the rest of the guys and i'm like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because it was specific to somebody's part. Uh, and okay. he was like, it doesn't matter if it's for the benefit of the product. Mm-hmm. Let's hash it out. So I said, okay, Hey guys, uh, I know this might be controversial. I don't know if I think this is the best. I think that it, there's something missing here. I don't know if it's this person's voice or not, but I think that we need to look at it. And everyone's like, totally disagree. All four of them disagreed with me. Hmm. And I said, okay, Maybe I'm wrong, but I at least tried, right? Sure. Threw it out there, mm-hmm. saw how everyone felt, and everyone disagreed. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You have nobody to turn to and question and ask, <laughs> except for the people that you are creating the art for, right? And yeah. so there's something very stressful uh, that I identify with as far as like 
with a photographer, it's a, an image of somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. That you are now asking them, hey, is this, this good? It's like, that's scary as hell. Mm-hmm. Where on the flip side, making music and writing a song, you put it out there, you record it, and then you just release it. And people who don't like it usually won't tell you. They'll just be like, I'm not listening to this. Other people who like it will tell you. I feel like with photography, if people don't like that shit, they're going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) But that's scary. You're Mm -hmm. putting this creation out there to then be judged. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that I appreciate and value the pictures you sent to me because I didn't hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, And and taking photos of people is so much different than what I'm used to. Yeah. uh, Waterfalls uh, don't have opinions. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, and there's something much more serene about it. It's, um, I... You know, I take those pictures, and it's as much about the experience as it is yeah. the the actual taking of the photo. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, with especially with a f- waterfall, like, and I've done this, I've shot the same place multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone on a hike, got up to a spot I wanted to photograph, photographed it, came home, put it plugged into my computer, and I was like, Nah, I there's a there's like there's an angle, different angle I want, and mm-hmm. so I'll go back to it and rephotograph it. You get when you get a uh, you're doing a family. Yeah. You don't get that chance to go back and reshoot. So it's just yeah. like um, quantity. I guess it's. Yeah. I always say with uh, with shooting landscapes, I do quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. I I will. There might be times where I only sh- I may only take five pictures. Wow. On but I know those are all extremely well crafted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The here it was like mentality switch to quantity yeah. get as many as i can and hope that there's going to be some of them that turn out because i don't i'm not going to have an opportunity yeah. to come back and redo it right so it's it's learning ah. it's like learning all of these different things it was like and it was it was i mean it sounded like it, I, mean, I hope you guys had a good experience yeah absolutely um <clears throat> the uh but for me it was super enlightening which was my plan right mm-hmm. my, my whole plan of doing this was to not just Give uh, family photos to to fam to friends <laughs> like to like use my talents in a way that yeah. helped out the people around me and it, like gave them something, but then also uh, it gave me a, a, a tremendous amount of experience, right? Experience, because I had like yeah. yeah, because like with I had never had to deal like I did a wedding, I did one wedding, yeah, um, and then I did now, but I had never tried to photograph children, yeah, <laughs> and like that is like completely different. I, I mean, that is just, you can't even begin to practice that or right. read about how to do it until you've you're got it, it. you got it one yeah. in front of you. And I had the family I did before you guys came, uh, had three kids of all different ages mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh my gosh, there were so cats. many different, va- yeah. so many different variables. Yeah. And it was a great, it was a great experience, but also like, uh, it's funny, like how I, I don't know if you're the same way, but like you, like I read between the lines of what so many different people say, almost unnecessarily. Oh, okay. I sent um, the same the same thing I did with your photos. Yeah. I did the same thing with this other family, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, here's the link to the shared Google Drive. Yeah. Uh, download the images um, on your own computer when you get a chance, because I'm like running out of space on my Google Drive. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, but here's the link. Let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. I just got back. Yeah, they look great. Can you upload the rest of them when you get a chance? And like, I sent like twenty of the best curated photos. Yeah. I had like probably forty that were kind of throwaway images. Yeah, yeah, Either yeah. people are looking and 
different directions blur because someone's like really waving their hand super fast so like there's just not good quality photos and it's like okay well are the reason why you're asking for the rest of them is because you don't like what i sent you um or like and then they've not they haven't shared any of them on social media Mm. but at the same time i've or i have seen I in their house I've seen the last the the last photographer's work. Yeah. And objectively mine are significantly better. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, okay, what is it that you don't what is it that you don't Did like? You like why don't you like? Ask. Ah, I'm so scared. Dude. But that's the beauty of having with your friends. It should be. I'm much more comfortable talking to you. Yeah, that's like, probably because true. Because if you told me like, hey, like... And you know I would tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> I could tell you a million things I like about them, mm-hmm. but that's not what you asked for. Yeah. You asked for improvements. And knowing that you curate, curated this list of 22, I knew I knew there were other ones. One, one was like, I, I had this thought, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I was like, oh, man, he took one of my son on my shoulders. But you know what? It must not have looked good. So I I don't care. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But my default was to you. I don't understand how people don't do that. (laughs) You are going to give me the best product, the thing that you are most proud of, and the thing that you want shared. If it was an ugly picture and you sent it to me and it was not something you were proud of and I shared it, you would be bummed because people are going to look at those photos and that might be an image that you are self-conscious about not the shoulders one specifically Mm -hmm. but any right um and then i share it and somebody looks at it and goes oh what another photographer sees it and goes why the f would the photographer give them that photo Mm -hmm. right yeah a hundred percent and it's like it's just there's this level of professionalism there's this level of um um uh just defaults without mm-hmm. I trust you. Yeah. And I don't understand people yeah. who don't approach photography that way. Mm-hmm. We had a huge issue with getting our pictures taken in Hawaii apparently. Somebody didn't like it and just hammered the agency for pictures to be improved, edits differently. And I looked at I him, mean she shot you from what you have told me, yes. and the, I've seen the photos, that person, the person who had the problem, was the one who organized the whole thing, and they chose to shoot at literally the the harshest lighting of the day. I don't know why we're shooting at three or four p.m. You can't, dude. That is so hard on a photographer. You yeah. can't do that shit in the in Hawaii. Yeah, dude. No, in the like, blistering sun. Yeah, you, you're one. People are going to be people are going to be sweaty. I was over it. People are so going to be so it. mad so quick. <laughs> That's one of the things I read about it. Yes. I did a whole bunch of research before like dragging people out there. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. Yes, they're my like they're my beta testers. Yeah. But at Alpha. the same time, I can't like I can't just go in completely blank no. and subject these people to like, oh, I'm just learning on the spot, <laughs> literally learning on the spot yeah, completely. With a wind so up. like I did a bunch of reading ahead okay. of time. I did a bunch of like image searching for different poses that seemed to work. I'm like, I Googled family photos with uh with five people family photos with four people oh, okay. because the the family I did before you had three kids i'm yeah. like so what are the differences in photos between like what are some what are some poses that work well some people said like hey first like the the time that you show up um 
you show up, like get the the posed photos first because that's when people, most people are going to be in the best moods and the most mm. agreeable, and then start working on candid oh. stuff instead of trying to do candid because the people are like the the photographer I was reading who did this whole art this whole article. Yeah. I was like, people, you get like ex- with adults, you get a half hour yeah. until they start turning sour on you and they start getting tired of being told what to do. They start they, their mouths get tired of smiling. Oh, okay. Um, the, I, she's just writing about sure. her experience, and I'm, I'm sure, sure that's the majority of you're people. Pro- you you're probably much more agreeable, yeah. and you they would get a longer window with you. Yeah, for sure. But then you start adding kids to that. Yeah. Like you're gonna get, you get like. 15 20 minutes yeah where you can get them to pose five maybe for mine <laughs> i mean it was the same thing with uh the family i did right. beforehand i got like 10 minutes and then the kids were pushing each other down like i was trying to edit out um grass stains on their arms and oh. hands and stuff like like yeah that's just what you get yeah. that's what you get with with trying to that's smooth yeah uh, <laughs> drop my phone yeah but yeah anyway um yeah to your point about yeah. that that was that's really unfortunate i mean that it's they rough. were so shitty you to the photographer to, and that's the understanding of the i guess maybe uh, not even understanding the craft or understanding the job or chore of the photographer but understand that mm-hmm. you don't understand yeah that's kind of the approach i take yeah i mean i <clears throat> i i will answer your uh your in your in your inquiry non-inquiry about that one particular yeah. photo um I have five of them okay. with his, with him on your shoulders, yeah. and every single one of them I didn't do. A, I it wasn't you, it was me. I know it wasn't me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with you guys. Sure. I didn't f- because you guys the way you were walking and the way I was yeah. sitting, I didn't get a, I didn't get a, an angle. Mm-hmm that got all of you guys in together like mm-hmm. there's one time where you're standing one of them you're standing in front of jen so it's mm-hmm. jen's kind of like kind of half eclipsed mm-hmm. cheyenne's like looking in a different direction yeah, yeah and yeah. so it, none of them looked in a way that even looked like candid it sure, just sure. looked like i took my cell phone out and snapped ah, a picture of you guys just gotcha, kind of gotcha. standing there i didn't do a good enough job of putting myself into a position so to when photograph are you send the rest well. I mean, I'll say, I, if you kidding. want me to... Let me ask you this. Did you learn something? I learned a lot. Perfect. That's yeah. all I care about. That's so. the only reason... Like, Obviously, I benefit from these cool photos, but mm-hmm. mostly it's like, help me help you. Yeah. No, I. Uh, it was a great experience. Yeah. I hope you guys did. I hope you like... I mean, it sounds like you like the photos. I love I, them. I, I appreciate that. And I trust you. And I trust your work, and I trust your Thank you. I discretion. That. So... Not everyone will, and you're gonna get shit on. <laughs> hey, but I promise you, I mean you, that's part I of the, that, that's part of it. I mean, that's something I want to have to if yeah. I ever do uh, take that next step. Yeah. Um, to actually doing paid, like yeah, where I'm paid for it, uh, then um, that's something I want. I'm just gonna have to get used to. Yeah. And it's gonna be hard because oh. that's not my mentality. My yeah. mentality is I'm very, like, I don't I don't handle criticism of my. Uh, work particularly well right. like it's funny i can i can write a paper and have like dr peabody or dr yeah. lopez like rip it to shreds yeah uh and i'm totally fine yeah but for whatever reason whatever it is with my camera yeah. like anything like is so anything that's like a perceived critique mm-hmm. i'm just like oh i i don't hate the per i don't hate the messenger yeah i just hate myself <laughs> <laughs> amazing i'm trying to think if there's anything that like i'm like that about um i think sometimes like with edits or sounds or videos maybe someone's like "Mm, that's not very great and i'm like 
the hell do you know? You know, that's my mm-hmm. initial reaction yeah. to anything. Um, well, it's the same thing. Like when I wanted to respond, to, I, I meant to respond to you and I asked you just like, is there anything that you would change? And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know shit about photography, but you have eyes. I do have eyes and I do have eyes for angles. And I do have when I, one thing I noticed that I appreciated is you was, you were, you were down low, mid and high. Like you were kind of changing your physique as you were like, physical positioning as you're like taking these pictures Mm -hmm. to get different angles and i thought that's good that's good not that i know shit but i'm like Mm -hmm. you're gonna get a different view from those right um a critique i don't i don't have any um mostly about editing is what i was talking about right Ah. so Mm -hmm. if you sent me a raw photo if i looked at all of them i'd probably agree with most of your decisions on like oh yeah that doesn't look great Thanks for not sending me that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just know the time you spent and the research you've done and the work you did to understand that in this set of 22 photos, I think that your opinion and your discretion is well-informed compared to mine. Now, I could say that I don't like things, but there aren't things that I don't like. So. Yeah, I mean, but you've asked me to like listen to rough edits of your guys's band stuff and even though i don't know shit about any of the instruments that you're playing or making music from scratch i just played it off of a piece of paper when i was in high school for jazz band i have ears and i have tastes you look at art you look at photography every i can tell you what i like you look at photography every (laughs) single day and you know what you like right so i mean that's what i'll say this the the one thing that you said said to me about like open spaces and stuff right Mm -hmm. and how that can be kind of problematic there are pictures where when we're on the fence, but the trees behind us look so good. Mm-hmm. And it's like not that wide open space or the leaves behind us that you had to stand in front. Seeing that, I was like, that's what he's talking about. And that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because having just that there enhances the photo colors. It brings a closeness. And, brings this, yeah. my, my mom was like, oh, my God, I love how it con- contrasts with the background. And I'm like. I didn't even notice that. I like that too. <laughs> um, and I will say this with music and asking you to hear it. And this is not, this is, I was talking to this about, uh, I was talking to you before we hit record about t- having a conversation with my friend, Jonathan about music and playing music and how we used to play music and shows mm-hmm. together and stuff. Um, and how we were both talking about how scary it is to kind of put new music out there and like get opinions from people. Um, because you'll show somebody and they'll be like, this is amazing wow and that's the reaction you get and that's the reaction you want yeah or and then john brought this up you'll play something and be like hey check this out i just wrote this and recorded this what do you think and you'll start playing it and they'll go and then they'll start a conversation with somebody or they'll get on their phone and you're like all right never mind so i said to john and then i said you know there's kind of this range of experts and idiots Mm-hmm. and send it to all of them yeah so that when you get the response from the experts you there might be like mechanical critiques that you understand Mm -hmm. in the middle, there might be the casual music listener who likes the style of music or not and can have an opinion that might go either way. And then idiots who have no idea about anything about music and might get on their cell phone and ignore the song entirely Mm -hmm. or just go, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. So getting these range of experts and idiots Mm kind of gives you a better sense of the work you're doing. Sure. So when you put an ad out there, if you start going like to do photography, just say accepting all experts and idiots. <laughs> I'm sure that would go over really well. 
Dude, I'm telling you, if CJ doesn't hop on this marketing plan that I have for you, then I don't know what to tell you. You're on your own. Oh, I need yeah, I need CJ to market for me. I just did. That's Experts true. and idiots. Experts and idiots. <laughs> That's funny. Anyways, I like it. I value Thank it. You. I appreciate it. It was fun. You did a great job. Um, I can't imagine how it is trying to capture a squirrely little toddler, but you did I, great. Uh, I mean, it's always it's a challenge, but it it was uh, it was it's fun um, seeing uh, him just kind of just kind of interacting with the world. Yeah, like with with a with a with with the enthusiasm enthusiasm for everything that a child has is so fun like he was just picking up apples off of the ground and like an acorn was so fucking cool to him it's like how is that like i we lose that so much as adults like the love for just something so basic yeah that's so cool it's so it's cool to watch it's cool to watch him interact with you guys you guys interact with him him and like him and cheyenne interact together and like that's it's cool it was it was a cool moment it's one of the cool things about photographing people you don't get with photographing nature is like you get the what you get to see through the viewfinder of your lens and what you choose to put into that into that little mm-hmm. box and how you put it into that little box yeah. captures such cool moments in time yeah um it's awesome yeah i love it mm-hmm. because this isn't guaranteed forever with him but it's beautiful that we have those mm-hmm. i think yeah. it's cool one thing I'm, I always think about when I'm when I photograph a waterfall, it's like those water molecules that mm. I took right there at that moment. Where are they now? Yeah, I caught those that particular water molecule mm-hmm. at that particular time on its way to the ocean. Yeah, like it's kind of it's um, it's cool when you put it into that kind of perspective. I think I think it's like in a, a Budweiser getting pissed out of a fucking Mexican <laughs> <laughs> after work. Oh God. I, I will say one last thing uh, about the photography is like what you just said, as far as like the wonder of a child, I think that sometimes with these images or these mm-hmm. places that you go, when I, I am an outside seeker, I like to be outside and it's in those moments where I, I'm always, my, my Jen always says like, you you always look at the stars more than anybody I've ever known in my whole life. And it's like the stars give me that wonder. Space gives mm-hmm. me that wonder. It brings me back to that. Holy shit, look at this acorn, mm-hmm. right? Which is still fascinating if you really break everything down. Like an acorn is pretty pretty fascinating. But I have that same wonder every time when I look up at the stars. Yeah. And it's the same thing when we go to, uh, what was that lake we went to? Oh, cold water? Cold water, right? It's like, holy shit, this is beautiful. Or when we were, that first thing when we were looking at uh, St. Helens, that's the first time I had ever been to St. Helens like that. And it looked like a backdrop, like a painted Hollywood backdrop. It doesn't look, it doesn't look real. It does not look real. No. And I'm like, I'm blown away by that. And in that same sense, I think that ties very well to like the kid wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you capture these images, I think that that's a little bit of that mm-hmm. you know yeah i don't know uh there's a commercial i don't know which i think it's toyota um they it's a father and the son and they're at yosemite together and they the kid is deaf it's a it's a fa- it's a black father and his son mm-hmm. and they and i think the reason why this matters is because yeah. I, I love how there is a concerted push mm-hmm. to make because one when i this is a side note but when i first heard this push to make nature more inclusive and i was like what the fuck does that mean but then you act i'm like oh social justice yeah, warriors right right but there is Whoa. there is such a like there was such a barrier mm. to exploring our national parks and exploring accessibility. nature accessibility accessibility yeah. for 
for blacks throughout our history People and color, so absolutely. so much of like so much of how like that kind of mountaineering hiking all of that stuff was yeah. um i'm reading a was, book about was it advertised like yeah the, the book you're literally reading yeah. like there was there really weren't like actual barriers yeah. to, and so i love the inclusive I, I just love that there's this bigger inclusivity mm-hmm. push going on both in advertising now yeah. and then also in just literature and how like nature is being talked about oh, um like I didn't think about that. Ex- exploration and like how like exploring our national parks and all of that kind of stuff is yeah. there's this big inclusivity push anyway it's fantastic i have a, a funny example kind of to, on to know what you're saying like uh uh, just like a Mexican dude out hiking, right? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing, I've seen this, and he's wearing straight up cowboy boots. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's out just out and enjo- just going out and enjoying nature yeah. is not a, it's not a race, it's not a race thing. Right. But yet there's so much ingrained yes. belief about it yes. and what you need to be wearing in order to be part of it yeah. is so for such a long oh, time that's a so, great point that could so be a barrier off. yeah right mm-hmm. like if i don't have a columbia jacket or if i don't have merrill's mm-hmm. then i can't go and then you look at socioeconomic trends or uh, uh not trends but yes trends but mm-hmm. also like um uh what's the regularities yeah. if you will um and looking at that you're a poor hispanic family who just migrated from guatemala and you're like wait i can't go outside unless i have merrill's like mm-hmm. that is the culture that is yeah. surrounded mm-hmm. exploring outdoors yeah and that is a barrier and then when you see uh when you see all the advertisements yes for outdoor, okay. for outdoor yes. gear it's always it's always white people right. in the columbia jacket right. or in the uh, <laughs> you know what it is yeah it's, it's the side effects to a, a erectile dysfunction commercial <laughs> Yeah. And they're all outside hiking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, So that's what I kind of what I meant. And I said I started out in a really bad way because I didn't anticipate talking about this. Usually yeah. when I... Well, usually when I start on those kind of topics, <laughs> I I think out my introduction a little bit better more. Yeah. Instead of creating a really bad clippable moment yeah, at the I'm beginning. Yeah, um, uh, But so anyway, so... Um, but Toyota, the representation of it, I, that was, and that's like the, and I noted it because that was like the first time I've seen a major company, yeah, actually show like black people in nature, right? And right. so it's it's that was a really cool moment. And then the, so the kid is deaf, and to your point about that's another you know <clears throat> like group, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And so, like, so the the kid is deaf, mm-hmm. and like, you, like the dad and the son are signing back to each other, and they get up to the big water, like to the big waterfall. Yeah. And you're talking about like almost getting like nature smacking you into the face. Yeah. Like when you saw Helen's for that first yeah. time, like there's that, there's a feel to when you look yes. up to the stars. It almost like your it hits your chest, and I don't know how else to explain it than other than literally it just feels like nature just fucking punching you in yeah. the chest and there's this moment like the the like he gets up to the they get up to the the waterfall and like you can see that the like the the raging water coming down mm-hmm. the mist hitting them in the face and the kid looks back to his dad and signs do you feel that mm-hmm. and the dad says signs back yes i feel that mm-hmm. such a cool moment mm-hmm. because that is such a relatable feel yeah. and regardless of the the race and regardless of his disability, yeah. that is a shared experience mm, across yeah. anybody who has stood in front of a massive waterfall and has felt the power of the water, felt the power of nature just yeah. slapping them. I just thought that was so cool. It was such a it cool is. moment. I, t- I That took me back to that when you, we went to that. Um, we went to a waterfall as well. 
and it was like missing. I, uh, the there was like an avalanche or something. Rockside, rockside. Sorry, avalanche. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> and like there, the water was just missing on us. And like, there's so many times in life where we want to keep things perfect or neat, or we want to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those those are those expectations put on everyone through society. Like, if you're going to do this, this is what is required of you. And I'm trying to just let go of those things. And I think kids help so much with that. Splash in that puddle, dog. Go yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. Well, who cares if you're dirty? Experience it. Nobody yeah. cares. And if there's something about, and uh, uh, to that note of feeling it, like in that moment when I was there with you and I was just getting dumped on and soaked, and it was like, I'm going to be drenched, but I'm going to live this moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But to feel those things, I think so much of it like that I love is that, do you feel that? It's like, do you feel how small you are? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that is what gets me every time. Do you feel how genuinely small you are? You know, it's wild to think. My, I think Jen or my niece said this to me, but, like, everybody else is their own main character in their story, mm. right? You are the main character in your story, but you drive down the road, and everybody else is their own main character. Yeah. But to you, they're just side characters or, or uh, no, they're N- N- they're NPCs, NPCs yeah. right? And you're just like, oh, that's weird. Um, but... When you're in that moment and you are hit by those things, you realize how small you are, mm-hmm. whether that's compared to space or compared to this waterfall or compared to this mountain. That's what I love. It's just like, dude, I don't mean shit. Mm. But while I'm here, I'm going to splash in the puddle. And I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. Splash Try in to. Splash, Try in, to. splash in that puddle. Yeah. I, it's, it's given me. I need to care less. I really I know that I need to care I less. Mean, yeah. It's, but it's hard. Not it's caring. so hard. It's so hard. But. You know, I don't know. That's a message, I guess, for today's careless. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. There was an election. There was. Uh, I don't think many people really pay attention to elections in 2023 because it's not a, uh, it's not in a presidential election year, yeah. and it's not a, mi- and it's definitely not. I mean, it's not a midterm either. Um, but there were some important elections okay. that uh, that happened last week. I didn't follow. Tell me. <laughs> uh so um i think it's 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 interesting um Mm -hmm. there's there's you can either you can take several things from it okay and i think uh i'll start with it's uh it's amazing how much republicans Mm -hmm. and the uh, the real christian right undervalued the mess they were getting themselves into when they actually accomplished overturning Roe v. Wade. Oh, for such a long time, it was a great rallying cry right. for their own people. But mm-hmm. there's a there for galvanizing the base and getting donations uh, and getting uh, getting votes. But I think there was a reason why longtime Republicans didn't really want to see it overturned. Yeah, because said of that. the political ramifications of it. There, oh. it was a bloodbath for Republicans in 2023, just like it was in 2022, because of this backlash. I think I saw to Roe v. Wade. Yeah, wasn't uh, 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 governor of Kentucky? Yeah, the Democratic yes. governor of Kentucky, who campaigned on one of the main things he campaigned yeah. on was keeping abortion rights. I'm so proud of sh- myself for knowing that enshrined. <laughs> Uh, and making sure that he would ve- he said, I will veto anything that the Republican legislature in Kentucky sends to my desk restricting abortion rights. Yeah. 
that is amazing because I think that I think there are so I don't I don't have any I don't have any real proof of this. Okay. But I think there are a lot of people who there's a lot of there's I think there's women who on who are outwardly because of the situations they find themselves in and their their families and their their spouses or whatever that they can't openly say that they are pro-abortion. Oh, interesting. But will vote to protect it because mm. at the end of the day, they don't like. I mean, what's they want the option? Yeah, they truly want the option, regardless of the option or what it is. It's a representation of autonomy, mm-hmm. body autonomy, exactly, or women's rights or women's right to choose. Mm-hmm. So, regardless of what you society puts on you, wow, yeah. Jake. Because how can Trump win by ten points? Yeah, in Ohio, in Ohio voted. They're the first Republican state. Actually, I think they're the first state in the union mm-hmm. to enshrine a right to abortion as a constitutional amendment in their state. In their state, wow! So the right to abortion, yeah. won by ten points. The same <gasps> margin, margin yeah. of victory. Now turnout was a lot lower right. in twenty twenty three than it was in twenty twenty. But Trump won the state by 10 points. So Ohio, not a liberal bastion, yeah. voted to enshrine mm-hmm. abortion rights yeah. in their constitution for as long as it, their constitution exists. Yeah. It is there. Yeah. And the last year, they voted down uh, Proposition 1, mm-hmm. which would have upped the threshold of um, votes it takes to... Or how constitutional amendments are voted on. It would have taken it out of the hands of the people and put it into the legislature. Wow. But, but Ohio voters last yeah. year voted that proposition down yes. because they wanted to then put a abortion rights amendment on the ballot the following year. Wow. So this was this has been a one this has been a full calendar year or yeah. multi multiple calendar year effort to enshrine the right for abortion mm-hmm. in Ohio and it has consistently one. Wow. This is the same state that elected a senator in J.D. Vance, mm-hmm. who was like the most, one of the most conservative Christian right mm-hmm. senators. Right. So it tells you exactly how women think about this, like how women wow. think about this issue. Or men. Or, I mean, men, but yeah. I th- overwhelmingly, I think secretly, there's a lot of, mm. there's a lot of women. That, I, I don't you know don't how, I don't know. secretly men? I'm secretly men. I don't know if the numbers of women not enough to not enough to change not enough to not enough to not maybe there's some sure. I'm not saying that there isn't. Sounds like you're saying there. But to be to that level of victory, (laughs) there's no way it's it's men. I think the only way you can explain it is that overwhelmingly women are voting for this choice for themselves because they're under attack. Who is the who has the most amount of reason to vote for mm-hmm, this? Mm-hmm. It's not men. Yeah. It's the this it is the person who is being literally attacked, whose yeah. choices are being attacked and limited. You know what I like about that example of Ohio is the as an anarchist, I love the examples countering anything that I believe in as an anarchist. Right? Fuck the system. It doesn't work. It's all bullshit. Well, you just gave me a real good example of 
the longevity and the belief in institutions to promote change. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm being hyperbolic and annoying when I say that. I'm being a troll when I say that I'm an anarchist. But really, I mean, it's hard not to feel apathetic against systems and changes and, oh, just operate within the system. Things will change. Yeah, bullshit. How long is that going to take? Well, it might have taken a few years, but they made sure it was locked mm-hmm. in Ohio. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And if you're a Republican strategist looking yeah. forward to the next year's election, which is a full federal inve- like full federal election, yeah. presidency up for grabs, Senate up for grabs, House up for grabs. Can't wait. You're talking about a super energized Democratic base. Yeah. I think the biggest com- I think the biggest fear was that you're going to get Joe Biden who is not a particularly favorable candidate mm-hmm. mostly because of his age. I right. think there's a lot of Democrats who look at Joe Biden and be like, "We like what you're doing. We're scared of your age." Yeah. I think that's fair. I think this is the first time that the the vice presidential candidate will will truly have a an effect on how people vote. Yeah. Yeah. I think if people are pow- cuz there is a a pretty good chance he dies in office. Yeah. Or ha- or suffers a medical condition in which the 25th amendment has to be invoked. Yeah. Because he can no longer function as a president yeah. of the United States. <clears throat> so I think the how old who, is he? Uh he will be 86 at the end of his 86 At the end of his second term he will be 86. Oh my God! And we're expecting ninety. Hmm. At the end no, of what? No, sorry. He'll at the end eight, of a second. At the end of a second term, oh, he will be eighty-six. I thought you were saying he's eighty-six. So now. he's eighty-one right okay. now. Okay, but still, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. So there is. Yeah. That's a conversation worth having. Sure. And is Kamala D. Harris, mm-hmm. uh, the person who you would want to be president? I do value the representation, though. I was thinking about that the other day. We have a picture of the vice president and president up in our office mm-hmm. in a in a space where the public can see. I can tell you what the public thinks of her, and it's not great. I I don't care about public. I care about kids. Okay. I think it's cool that, to have a woman of color up on the wall there. Regardless of politic, I think that, that it's, there is something to okay, that. Okay, but can she run the country? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about representation for a second. Okay, Take fine, up. but we're talking about the presidency. Yeah, I hope she does. You could see her running the presidency, it, running dude. the country. If Donald Trump can do it, he didn't do it. No, he did it. He didn't. He did it. No, Donald Trump is a is a uh, is a is a case study in what happens when you put the wrong you individual don't have in power. To, no, it's a case study on that you actually don't have to run it. You just have to bide your time for four years. He actively did try to <laughs> run the country, though. That's the problem. So, so she could do it. No, I, be- I, I believe I in anyone. I, now. I don't know. Every, I believe in anyone. Every I have such a bad. Maybe she has grown as a politician in person. Yeah. Since becoming VP, but I think the fact that the Biden administration has sidelined her almost to non-existence. Yeah. Let's tells me everything I know need to know on how they view her. Not just elect- her, but like on public her, opinion, her electability or understanding of public opinion. Uh, because she is incredible. She was so unlikable, and the stuff she said on the debate stage, she flip flopped on so many major yeah. issues. So what what happens? A new VP? I, I honestly think that's a conversation the Biden administration has to have with themselves. 
That's scary. Look, I, I think when you're talking about the di- the difference between like you're talking about the possibility of a second Trump presidency. Yeah. No conversation should not be had. Should for sure. not be had. For sure. For sure. And if and if you have the conversation, the open conversation that mm-hmm. Kamala D Harris is not the best v- gives Joe Biden the best possible chance to win to then Trump. she needs to be replaced absolutely i don't I care at this point i don't give a shit about representation <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not saying i do, care Jake. about making sure that that donald trump's that, gonna win regardless that that megalomaniac yeah. is never in the seat of power again mm. i wonder this this is a perfect segue i need to okay. so um <laughs> Uh, you, I'm going to read you. Oh, we know you don't care about representation. I'm going to your whole Toyota truck spiel. I. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's going to sound so bad. So many people are going to be so. Cr- no, gonna, the best part the is the first. The, the like the first minute yes, of that is going to yes. be so cringy, dude. It's the best. Everyone's going to listen to it and go, "Where the fuck <laughs> is he going?" <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, I. Oh man. Oh. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm doing this all in my white hood. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry Jesus. for the, the secondhand embarrassment all of you guys must have had for my first minute of that. God, I truly amazing. did not know, anticipate talking about that. And it, I could not get my, I could not get my words straight. It yeah, was so bad. I love it. That's what this format is for, right? Oh, you can't man. do that shit on radio. True. Oh right? my god, could you would be dead. Not even that. You wouldn't but, have a job. Yeah, everything is scripted and everything, but you had an idea and you're like, oh, let's kind of flesh this out. That's beautiful. That's why I love podcasts. <laughs> Anyways, great job. All right. So uh, I'm not gonna tell you who these two individuals are. <sighs> McDonald's and Walmart. <laughs> I'm just gonna call them person A and person B. Kay. There are one, two, three, four statements. Oh, There's no. four statements. Oh wait, do I know these people? At the end, uh you may you may be able to guess okay, them, okay, but okay. I want to say that they're not who you. At least one of them is not who you think it is. Okay. Okay. Tony Hawk. You try to think. You try to at the end. You try to guess who per- person A and person B is. Okay. Master okay. Chief. Uh, person A. Yeah. Says this. I will get rid of the communist vermin. Okay. Person B. I will get rid of the communist ver- vermin. Okay. Talking about their political opponents. Okay. Right. I will take person A, just, just statement two. I will take care of the enemy within. Okay. Person B, mm-hmm. person number two. I will take care of the threat from within. Statement three, person A. Jews and migrants are poisoning <laughs> Aryan blood. Okay. Person B. Migrants are poisoning the blood of our country. Mm hmm. Statement four, um, from A, person A, mm-hmm. one people, one realm, one leader. Per, uh, person B, one people, one family, one glorious nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the four statements. Person Pers- B is Donald Trump. Person B is Donald Trump. Okay. Person A, I'm assuming it isn't Hitler. It is Hitler. It is Hitler. Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm so good. Someone <laughs> high five me. <laughs> uh, I tried to be coy and saying you yeah. wouldn't know who yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, be yeah, who yeah. You think. It's exactly who you think it is. Holy. He is literally. Shit. He is pulling his wording yeah. straight from Adolf Hitler. 
at this point. That is. I mean, I'm not surprised. I can't be. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Don't care. Not surprised. I mean, what the fuck, dude? What the actual fuck? What the fuck? How many goddamn times do we have to point this shit out? And he is the the candidate He's for the, the Republican Party? He is the Republican candidate. There's nothing that's stopping him at this point. He's under four federal investigations. He's going to more than likely be charged both at the state level and the federal level with felonies yeah. for trying to overturn and steal an election to defraud the United States of America. And he will be. He has already been found guilty. It's just to the extent his penalty will be yeah. in New York for defrauding investors in the state of New York. Do He's already been found guilty for inflating his oh, business yeah. assets by yeah. two hundred and fifty million dollars, or two point. Sorry, I got. I need to add one zero. Yeah. Two point five billion dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say it was billion. Two point five billion. Um, I'll say this. Look how it turned out for Hitler. Two hundred and fifty million. Sorry, two hundred fifty million is the is the proposed uh, penalty that he has to pay. Oh my god! Well, um, Hitler blew his brains out. So I mean, I get, maybe we can hope for that. Yeah, after he gassed six million Jews. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Well, and started an entire world war. Drug the entire world into a world war. Robbed millions and millions of people of their family. Of their uh, lives, dignity of their futures, futures. Um, truly ask. I mean, honestly, truly ask yourself. Like, if you're on the fence, you're listening to this at this point. I don't. I really dig deep inside and ask yourself. Like, I know you don't like Biden. Yeah, I know you don't like him. I know that you think he's an absolute piece of shit. Right. That he, he's old. He's old. Whatever. He's whatever sn- you think of him. He's he's fucked up the economy. He's done all of these different things. Yeah. Things we can come back from. You. I am. You, listen to the words he says. Yeah. I just read them for you. Dude, how much more can you ignore it? How much more can you ignore it? You can't. You just if if you're ignoring it at this point, you're you're an enabler. You're You're an enabler enabler of fascism. Yeah. I I, my mind is just I I am at the I'm at I'm at the breaking point with this. I am like so anxious all of the time thinking like he has a coin flip chance of winning the presidency. Yeah. How the fuck have we got to that point in this country, Jeff? I'm trying to recall what we talked about at the beginning where people were okay with stupid things. What was it? God, I don't remember. Um, oh, we were talking about politics and, and oh, radio hosts, right? The loud, obnoxious. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and the personality and that's what people gravitate to and they're going to listen to it's the same with the politicians the loud the obnoxious the disruptors mm-hmm. this disruptor is going to cause people their lives literally and like honestly dude like uh, regardless of who the fuck you want to blame do you remember what those four years were like as a nation 
as a nation prior to COVID with police brutality, police murders, the protests, the, you know, like, regardless of anyone protesting, like, right, there's people out in fucking Ridgefield every goddamn Sunday protesting or, 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 or championing Donald Trump. They're up there waving their flags every Sunday. Yes. But when people are on the streets trying to fight against a system that is enabled police brutality, regardless of this peaceful peaceful protest, right? Compare the two protests. We're not talking about the 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 violence that happened, right? We can't we've talked about it. But I'm saying if you were genuinely out there protesting and marching against police brutality and you were met with people fucking yelling at you, screaming at you, telling you to get a fucking job for something that I don't understand how we're not agreeing needs to change. Right? Okay. <laughs> Those same people are out there every fucking Sunday waving a flag for this fascist. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get a fucking job and a, or a fucking hobby, dude, instead of dedicating your entire life to this cult of personality? It is insane to me. I, I think there is... There is such a disbelief that that fascism mm-hmm. can exist outside of Nazi Germany. That there's this belief oh, that fuck. it was that that fascism, that fascism and its ramifications, its destructive nature mm. on self-government, on personal liberties. Um, I'm not. I'm not in I'm not saying that there's going to be gas chambers in the right, United right, States right, right, right. immediately after Donald not, not, not many, saying not immediately. I'm, I'm not saying Donald Trump is going to uh become elected and the next thing you know he's random random rounding up his political enemies and shipping them off to uh to gas chambers he's built in the United like no that's right. some like some that's some tinfoil ass shit that's the like stuff that Donald Trump supporters dabble in mm-hmm. um how many times did we how many times did we hear that Jay Inslee was creating covid uh, camps, COVID camps. Yeah, right. None of that actually ended up happening. Yeah, um, none of it was true. They actually ended up. Never mind. I'm getting off ta- yeah. topic. Um, but fascism, U.S. We not. are so convinced that I think there are people who look at it and see um, the, the super ignorant view of history and the yeah. super ignorant view, like who just th- their their view of World War Two and, and fascism mm. and, and everything is so rooted in um, their history textbook from high school that it was something that happened, mm-hmm. isolated. We beat it, yeah, and therefore it is stuck in that time capsule and it can never its ideas, the per, the purveyance of that. Mm cannot exist outside like cannot exist in any other time and space Fuck. it is solely contained there unless you're from germany in the 1930s and 40s and you are a swastika on your armband you can't be possibly be fascist mm. i think there's a legitimate belief of that so anytime i anytime you say dude that's some fascist ass shit yeah it's like well it's not 1940s germany so you're yeah. being hyperbolic the dude is talking about Pure blood. The blood of our nation? Yeah. Go back and like actually like if you but this is be this would be asking people to read and they're not gonna yeah. do it. But you can the the way that this nationalism, this fascism was 
packaged mm-hmm. and sold to a country is using the exact same rhetoric. It's tying people's identity to the soil of this country. Right. And then saying that... Saying that there is some... There's like this secret corruption of our way of life. It's it's tying all of these threats to your way of life, the, yeah. the corruption of blood, of all of these different things to create this identity around... I don't even know. Do you call it the nation around the nation? I don't know. Like, uh, I saw, I think a, a perfect anecdote in my personal life. I think that shows how we're progressing there as a nation progressing towards fascism. Okay. The, I, there's a person that showed up at an event I was at. Yeah. Wearing a Newsmax hat. What's Newsmax? Newsmax is a, um, it's basically Fox News heavy. It's oh okay. It is um, unabashedly pro Trump MAGA. I mean, they were the ones that were out there heavily pushing the elections rigged, um, deep state conspiracy bullshit. Like it is Donald. Is it like is Donald Trump network on the news. Or sorry, it's on like. Cable it's, television? It's cable television. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. whoa. And I did um, not know that. I it, it is a perv- it is a purveyor of lies. I mean, it is not a factual um it's not it's not factual by any means. But um all of the all of the people who were let go from Fox for being too radical yeah. have found a home at Newsmax. I should tell you everything you need oh, to know. Oh boy. Okay. But I can't imagine I can't imagine being so tied to a way of thinking yeah. that I would put on my head <laughs> <Yeah>. clothing, branding <laughs> yeah. of the source in which I get my information. Yeah. That is I've been saying that for take fucking it, years, but dude. Take, but but take it it's more than a it's more than a cult of personality yeah. at this point, right? Like you wear a Trump hat, it's a cult of personality, sure. right? I believe your I believe in that I believe in this person. Yeah. I think the wearing of media yeah. points to such a more disturbing trend. Yeah. It's the same people who put um What's uh, Adam Jones? What's uh, 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 Infowars? Yes, Infowars. You, I see Infowars decals and stuff like that. Yeah, I think what is I, I think what is happening? Yeah, is that people have become. If you are so tied to a, mm. like you are wearing Newsmax gear. Yeah, you were saying that. I. That is like my. That's the only news okay. in which. That's the only source in which you're getting your news from. I, I think that is 100 okay. percent true. You have now wrapped what that you have now wrapped a news source yeah. into your identity. So everything that they then tell you reinforces your identity. Yes. You have now closed the circle. Okay. You've got a cult of personality around an individual. Mm-hmm. You have a new. You only. You have insulated your source of information mm-hmm. down to a single source, which to has reinforce that. which has been proven to only give pro media that is pro Donald Trump. Yeah, the person you already have a 
cultish attachment to. So you have now completely closed that circle. Mm-hmm. You now live in a self-contained bubble yeah. of a reality that is detached from observable reality and facts. Or insulated from anything. It's 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 impenetrable. Nothing's going to get in there because it's fortified almost. Exactly. How did... What was Hitler's first... Oh, shit. What was Hitler's first... How did he first gain so much attraction from the masses? Apart from creating the the scapegoat that was the Jewish people. Right. For Donald Trump, it's immigrants. Yeah. Who was his most... Who was... Who was his most prized advisor? Goebbels. Who was Goebbels? He's a pervert. Well, besides a pervert, (laughs) besides a pervert, what was what did what did Goebbels do for the Reich, for Hitler's movement? I don't recall. He was propaganda minister. Propaganda. There you go. I was couldn't remember. You control the media. Yeah. You control the framing of every news story. Propaganda. It became state-owned news. Yeah. I know we don't have state-owned right. news in the United States, right. but for these people, it is state-owned news because your only source mm-hmm. is a source that is loyal, mm. statedly loyal to a political candidate. Yeah. So as far as you're concerned, you are just they're being fed propaganda, and their only source is then propaganda. Therefore, anything that contradicts what is now in their enclosed circle Mm -hmm. is whatever they get branded the enemy within the vermin yeah communist vermin yeah and voila yeah you get a you get that is the root of fascism Mm -hmm. and that is the kind of rhetoric Mm -hmm. he is practicing that is the kind of devotion he is requiring it is the end of the American experiment if this man wins re-election. He will do everything he can to gut our institutions. Any checks and balances that he has on him will be eroded. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing you can do. Why? Because even if the Democrats win the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. the Philip, you have to have 66... Some Star Wars shit, You have too. to have 66 <laughs> senators... Yeah. To remove him from office, should he be impeached? Yeah, he was impeached twice and didn't get removed. What is he going to say? The third, you threaten him with impeachment again? Yeah, go for it. You're not going to get me. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I was reelected after you impeached me twice. Yeah, and you don't give a shit. Yeah. You elected me after I. You're going to bring criminal charges against me? Fuck it, I'll beat him again. Yeah, you elected me when I was already charged with four of them. Yeah, the mandate in which he will be brought back into office mm-hmm. will be to do exactly as the people elected him to do. Yeah, but far more emboldened and encouraged. He will be shed of anybody who will tell him differently. Yeah. Because what was his one of his biggest complaints is that he shackled himself with a bunch of people who thought he listened to his advisors that mm-hmm. said you can get elected if you put you you give this 
you give this veneer of I'm putting around people who know like I don't know the job I'm a businessman but I've got the brain to do it mm-hmm. but I'm gonna put a I want to put a bunch of people who are the best people around me well he fired all those people yeah he fired all of them not because they were bad at their job but because they told him no yeah you think he's gonna he's going to listen to the people who tell him to put people around him who will tell him no yeah. he's going to fill the federal bureaucracies with yes men yeah who are party loyal which means not loyal to the party, loyal to Donald Trump because yeah. Donald Trump is the party. Right. There's not going to be any way to check him. I, there is. Fr- I'm just going over all the comparisons to the Nazi Party, and it's terrifying. He has led, and he. The thing is, that he's open about all of this. Yeah. He has said what he intends to do to rid. He has said in a speech, "I will get rid of the." enemies within the federal government yeah that doesn't mean actual enemies what he means by that is people who are willing to stand up to him yeah that he views as enemies federal bureaucracies are not (laughs) they're not filled with this deep state no they're filled with people who have taken an oath to serve the country they are civil servants right yes are there pieces of shit yeah in those places sure here i am there's career bureaucrats all over the place (laughs) but you can't convince me there's no there's no way there's no way our country comes back from this yeah there is no there isn't a way and i know it's not going the gas chambers aren't going to happen right aren't going to happen like right off the bat or anything like that but this is Look, the reason why it descended from fascism to gas chambers so fast in in Germany was because there was no there were no institutions to break down. The Weimar Republic existed for less than 10 years. Right. There was no institution there was no established institutionalization. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of time to break down 250 years yeah. of established democratic institutions in the United States to break completely break a free press to completely break mm. um, civil servants to completely break checks and balances right. but you get a guy who is shed of any responsibility to that because he yeah. will be reelected having any restraints having because he was he was real because just imagine he does get reelected he'll be reelected having federal and state felony charges for trying to steal an election mm-hmm. so what's going to stop him from doing it again there's mm-hmm. no oh he will the he voters will the, the voters, final leader the voters will have already said that they don't care yeah i mean I, okay the electoral college will have said that they don't care yeah because he's not winning the popular vote right his only chance is to squeak out small victories mm-hmm. in key swing states And if you don't believe me, if you think I'm being crazy and trying to stir, trying to like draw a draw a comparison from Trump to Hitler over partisan reasons. Yeah. I just encourage you to go read. To go read. I think you have 20th century history as well. Uh, More 20th century history in South America. That shows all of these practices as well. You know, I think Hitler and fascism in Germany is the most well-known and most taught. But having done reading and research and writing and discovery in all of these states in South America, 
you have leaders who have the same objectives, using the same tactics, using the same tools. It's not isolated to Germany. So in that comparison of like, we beat it as the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they, them, all those nasty them, the others, right? How people like to otherize. In South America, those brown people, well, that's just because they're too dumb to have fought and recognized fascism or anything of the sort to stop it before it took over their government. And there were all these coups and military leaders and whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't think we're, you think we're smarter than that? <laughs> you think the United States is smarter than that? The only, <laughs> the only difference is that we've, we have long, we've had long standing democratic norms and institutions right. that take a long time to break down and I as the united say, states we made sure that those countries didn't. <laughs> i i yeah uh or at least we stopped democratic <laughs> we, we stopped the choice of the people to elect the government that they wanted mm-hmm. um but you can't even say that in the united states you can't even say if donald trump is elected um president that yeah. it's the it was the will of the majority of people right it was the will of a small minority of people using institutional arrangements to mm-hmm. gain power which is fucking wild right he's going to use the institutions to get the power but then completely erode How do them. you think hitler did it yeah yeah touche hitler won yeah ch- hitler won the chance chancellorship yeah by a popular vote he's a time people person of the year but because the right amount, the right people thought they could placate him. The right people thought they could control him once he was in office. Mm-hmm. Um, found out that you can't. Yeah, you cannot control somebody who who's like that. You just cannot put them in power. So many people thought like I can attach my wagon to this guy's star. Yeah, control and that I can use the the levers of government to. The, the levers of government, the, the norms, the, the institutionalization of everything to control him. You can't control somebody with norms that don't even exist on paper mm-hmm. to somebody who doesn't care. Yeah, This man does not give a shit about the American way. He no. doesn't care. The Constitution is nothing but toilet paper to that guy. Yeah, He does not give a shit about America. Yeah, He doesn't care about our country. He doesn't. He does not... He's not this patriotic fighter that you think he is. There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing you can say that he is doing that is pro-democratic America or America. I mean, I guess they could say it is, but their idea of America is tainted. Just read. How do I will give you one thing to <laughs> read? How do the book How Democracies Die? Just read. Just please, between now and next November. No, between now and next week. (laughs) Between now and and the first Tuesday of next November. Yeah. Please read the book, How Democracies Die. How Democracies Die. Who's the author? Uh, I can't remember. I'll look it up. Wow, dude. You're going to make all these people do that much work? Not Uh, only are you asking them to read it. How Democracies Die. Um... Uh, Stephen Levitsky and Daniel Ziblatt. I see it. Is there an audiobook? I'm sure. There I you own go. and if and if you know me and you want a copy, I will loan you mine. Yeah. Just read it. I haven't read this. Should I read it? I think you should. Uh, I'll read it by November. All right. I'm not reading it before that. I gotta finish this other book, which is fantastic. 
All right. Well, this has been a pleasant episode. <laughs> Uh, we didn't get to my talk on semantics and we will, education because I can't wait to talk about semantics. Um, so definitely keep that note. Uh, otherwise, thanks for joining us. Bye, guys. Uh, bye. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please sit. Thank you. I want to thank the American people for their tremendous support. Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. And uh, a very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people. And we won't stand for it. We will not stand for it. I want to thank the First Lady, my entire family, and Vice President Pence, Mrs. Pence, for being with us all through this. And we were getting ready for a big celebration. We, we were winning everything, and all of a sudden, it was just called off. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. We did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation, this is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at 4 o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? It's, it's a very sad... It's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you. <laughs>